Hi, my name is Ali Vigneault, coach of the Flyers. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hi, I'm Matt Niskanen. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, it's Derek Graham. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to snow the goalie the only flyers podcast the people's podcast the players podcast the prognosticators podcast the pedialyte podcast the presidential podcast the pronger cast the canoeble cast the prop cast the patrick sharp cast the only flyers podcast i'm russ joy on twitter at joy on broad you can see it on the screen below joined as always by that gem that one over there there he is there he yes is. that way <laughs> anthony san filippo who you can find on twitter at ant san philly and if you're watching live we're experimenting with the uh the restream setup i've been paying for it this whole nhl pause so i figured give it a shot you know so uh look at that i can change graphics oh yes facebook.com slash snow the goalie you want a little instagram at snow the goalie at ant san philly at joy on broad where do I find this show? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts. Also, iHeartRadio, but I don't know how many people actually listen to podcasts there. But if you do, by all means, find us there. Anthony, my friend, I know maybe it's it's not as big of a deal to do the show now, now that you and Big Bet Bob are over, you know, interviewing Brett Myers and Jim Eisenreich over on uh, Crossed Up. But thank you for taking the time out of your busy evening schedule to join me tonight absolutely russ i wouldn't you know miss me you know sitting here talking to you for the world you know oh. it's my it's a, it's a weekly penance that i have to serve and and i'm happy to do it i would call you a sweetheart i'd call you america's sweetheart but i wouldn't mean it you know i'm just glad that we're back here that we're back together and we can talk about some hockey stuff but i would be remiss if i didn't point out something about your hat i noticed that it's not the flyers i happen to uh to try to make you mad tonight, I put on the uh, the gritty giveaway shirt that we got a few nice. was it last year in the press box. Phillies, interesting. I saw that uh, Trevor Bauer now says that. Oh no 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 the the tell us when and where was because we wanted Rob Manfred to tell us when and where we wanted him to implement a season. It smells it's BS. Anyway, how are you? How's your baseball? I'm great. It's good. Baseball will be baseball will be back in in, in a month. How many It'll games there'll be? 60 okay yeah okay yeah it's, well, I mean, i'm not i'm not happy with that number but yeah it'll, it'll be there it'll sure. be there and it'll be 60 games well since we're experimenting over here on restream for the live show and of course it'll be available on the podcast uh stream we still have the ability to show the uh comments on screen there we go trevor harris over on facebook says oh yes we back indeed we thought that you know what there are a bunch of irons in the fire at the moment for who the next guest on Snow the Goalie is going to be, Mike Keenan. And so we figured instead Mike of- Keenan is going to become our Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon person. Yes. Yes. You know what I should do? You know what I'm going to do? do? I'm going to do it right now. Text gonna, him right now this. while he's no, on. No, 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 no. What? No, I'm going to show you because I texted him earlier today. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to put it out there just so everybody can see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll put it up to the, to the screen. Okay. And you will see uh, it, this goes back. To him saying uh, earlier this month, check back next Monday, and then you can see that's him saying check number? back what next Monday. Doing? I'm just you can't see his number. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so you see that? No. Right? Let me get in front okay, of the camera. Go. There you go, right in the middle. 
Okay. This is good for the people listening the next day. Right. And you can see that I've asked him. Oh, my gosh. Look at you. And asked him. And look at the bottom one. Red. From the Oh, no. He read it and didn't answer. He needs to hear from me. Okay. Iron Mike. Mike Keenan has. Mike Keenan's blowing me off, I think, a little bit. Even after now, if I could scroll back up through that, you'll see that there was a lengthy conversation mm-hmm. between us going back and forth. He was telling me about how his computer's not set up properly for Zoom. Like he doesn't have the camera. And I said, well, we can have in. you dial in. Phone. And yep. there was all kinds of stuff. So the whole Mike Keenan coming on Snow the Goalie has kind of been a little bit of a, you know, uh, an albatross, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the process, once it once it became evident to me last week uh towards the end of last week that that this probably wasn't going to happen today uh, even though i did try again earlier today as you saw um uh, i reached out to several other guys um did you know? and, <laughs> yeah 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 i did and um hopefully uh it, i d- was talking specifically with one that i think will be getting later this week um and then we'll put it out when we get when we can record it and that's and I think oh I, I think, oh that's right okay yeah and I think a few of the others will come in down the line over the course of the next few weeks but I'm just saying that you know the reason why we don't have an interview tonight is because of you know the confluence of events with Mike Keenan and the delay and in, in getting the next guest so Russ came up with the genius idea genius. to do to do a press row show esque type oh stream. yes press road show press road yeah. show. Press so, road show. Don't forget what, when the flyers be. when the flyers come back. This will be your press road show. Probably me and you sitting here. Our TV's off in the distance. Maybe we'll even get together. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if for the postseason you and I got together and watched the games together? Now, you think Nancy would love having me over in your basement while she's taking care of three kids and, and uh, I have to watch games with you? I think probably not. I think okay. you and I yelling at each other <laughs> the entire time probably would be what, you know, on a positive note, if you and I yelled at each other about punctuation, it'd be fine. But um, anyway, yeah. So we've got a bunch of stuff going on. I, Oh, okay. Here's another one. Uh, Trevor Harris says baseball ain't happening. Aunt. I lost faith in baseball. You see that nice yeah, Spanish spelling there, Trevor. Well done. Yeah. Ten um, points to you. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, I think baseball will happen. Doesn't matter. Uh, Crossed up. The only Phillies podcast. Make sure you go check it out. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk about it on there. Uh, Chris Freed says, "What? Uh, why is Anthony wearing a Phillies cap on a Flyers podcast? Because he's a fraud." Okay. No, so- you want me to answer the question? I'm going to answer the question, Chris. Okay, I'm going to answer the question because I believe in truth and honesty at all times on this show. And the truth and the honesty is, is I had the hat on earlier, didn't really take it off, and Russ messaged me for the Snow the Goalie live idea. At six o'clock. <laughs> so so it wasn't like there was a lot of time in between. I mean, he might have time to sit around and think about wearing a gritty T-shirt like he is. But I got other stuff going on at home. I'm not going to sit here and, and you know worry about what my wardrobe choices are for the, the live stream. So I got a Phillies hat on on the Flyers podcast. Sue me. <sighs> You're killing me, Smalls. So on a positive note, we did have a, a couple of developments happen this week. And I, I'd like to show people... I think I should be able to do this on the live feed. There was um, a little bit of a development maybe uh, that came out and I'm going to try to do the thing thing here and we'll see if it works and maybe it will and maybe it won't. I don't know. Can I share my screen? I should be able to. And then the people could see things. Ooh, hold on a second. I've got it. Oh, get ready, Anthony. I think you're even going to be able to see it with your bad eyesight. 
you old man. All right, let's see if I pop it like this and like this. And here we go. Can you see that? No. <laughs> uh, this is what I get. This is what I get for trying to do a good thing. It doesn't matter. Okay. We'll get rid of it. What, what, what were you going to show us? Russ, I was going to show everybody the clip of a minute of your technology. No, I wanted to problems. show everybody the clip of um, Ivan Provorov and the fact that young Ivan Provorov uh, was back on the ice for the orange and black. He's out there um, having a, a good old time uh, out on the ice, looking great down at Voorhees. And, um, you know, is that who that was? I was, I was looking at it on, um, Sam's Twitter account. I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get us in trouble. Stop trying to get us in trouble. (laughs) I'm teasing. So the worst. Okay. Well, best and worst. So Zach Hill, the PR extraordinaire over with the flyers sent the video over. And, um, you know, this is where the maestro Kyle Scott would give me a hard time, but like, I don't have an iPhone. So when Zach sent the video, it came over in terrible quality, like three GP flip phone, early mid two thousands. Right. And so I'm kind of bummed out. And I said, Hey Zach, like any chance you could send it to me on Facebook or, or Google drive or something so I can get full quality and put it up. He's like, Oh, you don't have an iPhone. So I've remembered that I've got a Mac and the Mac has iMessage. So I figured it out. And just by virtue of being myself and trying to, you know, believe in myself and, and all that, I figured it out. And I said, Hey, I think if you just send it over in the iMessage, it'll work. And then I got it and I put it up onto, uh, I believe both of the, uh, the Facebook page and Twitter account. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It was good. Let me see. I'm trying to share. Can you see this now? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. can All right. Tell me if you can see this. You got that? Yeah. All right. So there's Ivan Provorov, ladies and gentlemen. An absolute stud on the puck. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice to see Andrew McDonald out there to help him uh, get ready for the new season. And then that's Michael Layton. Did you see all the holes? That was. <laughs> no, he's a pro. Remember, Patrick Sharp said he wasn't thinking about it. Look at that. Yeah. That's some great ability right there. Bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. So glad to see Ivan Provorov back out there. It's out of here. All right. So there we go. That was uh, Is that another baseball reference. Look at yeah, that. There you go. So that was your Ivan Provorov update. So, you know, on a positive note, there are things that are going well with hockey and there are a few things that haven't gone well in the effort to get hockey back on. There have been some positive cases and we know Tampa Bay had to shut things down. Austin Matthews tested positive for COVID-19. Everybody started freaking out. There were a lot of messages going back and forth, a lot of tweets saying, hey, is this mean that, you know, we're going to be looking at the end of, of the hopes to bring hockey back? And it was always kind of like, no, that didn't make sense. It wasn't going to happen. Everything was going to be fine. Um, but we did expect there to be some positive cases, I think. We're not in the full quarantine stage. We're in phase two where they've, you know, opened things up for these guys to go to their respective team facilities and work out. They haven't done a 14-day quarantine necessarily. So it is possible that a guy who has tested positive for COVID-19 or hadn't tested and then went into the facility and then came out and got tested after the fact could have COVID-19. It doesn't mean they're going to shut everything down. Obviously, when this gets to phase three and training camps start on July 10th, if they are not ready to go or if these guys show up and post-quarantine are popping up with all new cases of COVID-19, then maybe we're in a different scenario. Anthony, is there anything that you would like to add to that? No. 
And and the reason is is because look, they're going to be in a bubble. And if somebody gets it, they're going to be quarantined for two weeks. And that's just it. That's just the way it is. Um, but I'm not certain, you know, this whole putting lives at risk thing really makes sense to me for professional athletes. Like, I don't think they're putting their lives at risk. Um, I think if they were outside of a bubble and were coming in contact with other people who could be immunocompromised or could be elderly, um, then I think it's a it's a certain cry that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in this scope of the way that they're going to do this, no, it's it's no different than if a player got sick during the season, if a player caught pneumonia, if a player got a bad case of the flu and had to miss a week of games or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a little bit longer because they have to do a two two week. Um, quarantine as opposed to like a one week recover from the flu and get back. Um, so it's a little bit, it's no, but to me, it's like the old 15 day uh, injury list in baseball or you can't say DL anymore, but so it's mm-hmm. like the 15 day, right? I mean, it's, it's no different than that. So um, yeah, it would suck because it's during a playoff and not during regular season games. So there, there's that added, you know, impact to it as well. Um, it's a, it's a total wild card. Um uh, so, you know, that's why I think it's funny when people are trying to sit here and and say, oh, this team's in good shape and this team is, is better off. And it, nobody is. They're all on the same level playing field going into this tournament, with the exception of the four teams who, you know, get to jostle for position for three games while everyone else is playing an entry round. They have a very minimal advantage. And that minimal advantage is that they don't have to play the first five, you know, best of five. Yeah. Other Other than that, once you get to the 16, Everybody is on the same exact page. Yeah, and, and and it could be that your guys are you're playing good hockey. You you know maybe you win you you won the first round in a sweep after, um you know the, the play after the uh, round robin you went th- let's say you went three and zero in the round robin four game won the first round four games to one and now you're going into the conference semifinals on like an eight and one record or seven and one record, and then all of a sudden you know two players on your team get COVID, who are good players. That changes everything, right? Yeah. Change completely changes the thing. So that's why it's, you know, I look at it and say, I, I can't believe that they're setting odds. I can't believe that the, like we're talking about, you know, you, we do a lot of stuff with betting at, at Crossing Broad. I can't believe that they are setting legit odds on this because there are so many variables. No one's ever played in front of an empty arena. Like, yeah. If, with the with the season on the line, with the championship on the line, like the, these things have never happened, and so and you you have you run the risk of not only injury but of catching a, an illness that you have to would knock you out for two weeks. Like, I mean, the whole thing is just wild, and the fact that there are like legit betting lines out there. I, it's, well, it's, by the me, way, it's, you, you brought up betting lines. You know, a big thank you as always to uh, our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't forget, yeah. they actually have a, a promo going right now. It's uh, it's about Pennsylvania, and I know people would hate to give the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins any kind of uh, credit or any thought to them winning a Stanley Cup. But there is a uh, – uh, currently there's a, a a new boost that they've got going on over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, that's a uh, an odds boost that's been given that if you take the Flyers and the Penguins, one or the other, if either of them end up winning the Stanley Cup, they're they're currently giving you plus one thousand odds, which, um, you know, I 
as much as I don't like the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's kind of hard to uh, rule out Crosby. How do you not place that bet? I don't know how you don't because you either have one of the hottest teams going into this break and arguably one of the best set up teams, depending especially on how the round robin goes to go deep into the Stanley cup playoffs and potentially to the Stanley cup finals in the flyers, or you've got a team that's led by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin that until they're out, they always have a chance. It's, it's a heck of a boost plus 1000 odds. So if you go over and you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, use the promo code crossing broad. That's all one word. And, uh, you know, go sign up and, and use that. I mean, look, if, if we have oh. to, for some reason, watch the Pittsburgh Penguins win, at least win money over DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to talk about that just for one second. But I just want to throw this out there for those of you, since we talked at the beginning of this program about quickly about baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the major leagues just put out a statement okay. that they're going to play. They're going to play a 60-game season. Uh, you, the players have to report by July 1st. Uh, and then I think that the season's going to start sometime in late July. Okay, so great. there you go. Um, Woo. but, the, but the response then uh, as weekend of July 24th. Okay. Um, so then, uh, preempting uh, the NBA and potentially the NHL by a week. Yeah. yeah. Dastardly fellows. Yeah. Dastardly. Um, that said, uh, the talking about the betting thing again, like I, I would look at the teams that have the longest odds. Mm-hmm. And if you're a gambler, right. If you bet on sports, put, a few bucks down on those teams with the long odds. It's a playoffs. Yep. It's playoffs, man. Give it a shot. I'll tell you, like, look at a team like, like Columbus, you know, uh, soon to be flavor town, flavor town. I saw that. There's a petition <laughs> right now. Not only town. to take down the Christopher oh. Columbus statue, but to rename the town flavor town in honor of Guy Fieri. I'm here for it. Well, absolutely. See, Go to flip. see, and this is this is a generational thing because I was like, "Are you serious with this nonsense with Flavor Town?" No, I was and not. I and then I was like, "Okay, you know what? This is fine." Flavor Town. And then I went to my ki- and then I went to my kids, and they were both like, "That's epic. That's awesome. Let's do it." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Guy Fieri is the most misunderstood guy in all of professional media, in in terms of any kind of on air talent, host, whatever. Guy Fieri, people like to crap on. This guy's not Nickelback. Okay, he's a he's a good guy. He does good things for his community and he's listen and his restaurants are not very good. He is not afraid to uh, be judged based on his, uh, his look, but I, I get what you're saying. Take a team that has really bad odds and in these unprecedented times. And as we're, you know, looking at this weird playoff structure where they're going to be reseeding in between rounds, why not? You know, at some yeah. point it doesn't hurt you in any way, shape or form to throw a few bucks down on a seemingly long shot, a team can get hot. There's no team with momentum right now. So, you know, it actually, you could think about it potentially, you know, some of these lower seeded teams that aren't in the round Robin are going to be playing more games in their play in round than the round Robin teams will. So, you know, it's possible that if a team goes to what five games or whatever, that all of a sudden, you know, you've played more, you've got better legs, you know, underneath you. And maybe that, you know, results in you being better prepared to go out and uh, and advance in the tournament. All right, so we've got a lot of comments coming in, Anthony. And unlike the usual setup where we see all of them coming in at the same time, I've got them over here, so I want to throw them up on the screen now. Trevor Harris told uh, told us that we should just go to his house and watch playoff hockey. Will you have buff chick dip? If so, will it be with ranch? I find blue cheese disgusting. I, I will say this, Russ. Mm. If, if more of our followers get behind this idea 
Mm-hmm. Maybe we go to somebody's house for each game. No. <laughs> no. Yo, what, Nancy will divorce you? Is that why? <laughs> she would not be too thrilled with that, no. All right, well, then, you know, I would like go. A new, you know, newborn-ish in the house. Probably not a good idea to just go to... I, I would... I would Anthony, go. You would go, no, you would go to somebody's house just for funsies. And then we'd have them on the show as like a guest analyst for or, the show. Or we could find a bar that's opening up with a nice outdoor area and we could have a live show. Because they would pay us. It's a great idea. Anyway, uh, Chris <laughs> Sauerbaum over on Twitter says, shall we play loud heavy metal music in the background so you feel like you're at Wells Fargo Center? It's not always loud heavy metal music anymore. Yeah, I mean, now, true. I mean, it's everything from, you know, it, I mean, freaking rap version of the action news theme with DJ Reed Streets, who, by the way, by the way, I got to, I got, yeah. I got to take a shot. I got to take a shot at DJ Reed Street. Oh, no. Take a little shot. Oh, no. Okay? He got a lot. Of, he got a lot of publicity when he did it. Right. Okay. I forget what game it was. You were at it. I think it was when I was sick, but he did it at yeah. one of those games well, back Western in January. Team, I think maybe it was, it was back in January. Okay. I, I know I wasn't there. You were there that night. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and like it got a lot of publicity and a lot of play channel six then did last week, the 50th anniversary. I don't know if you saw this, but the 50th anniversary of action yeah. news. And they put a thing up, you know, during that. And they were uh, one of the segments was about the iconic action news theme song when it was written in the 1970s and and how how it came about, et cetera, et cetera. And they had they had they have asked people to send them like little video clips of you know whether they're the ones going den 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 like doing that or something. And like they got a bunch of people like singing it, like I just did. And then, you know, all their little, their viewers, all their little things. And DJ Reed Streets sent in him playing it at the, at the freaking Wells Fargo Center. No, nope, Like, you're going too far, man. That's too that's far. A violation. You already got your 15 minutes. You can't take another 15. You seem really upset by this. Like, a little bit more than I expected you to be. Do I look upset? I'm just expressing an you opinion. Sound a little, sound a little bit upset. You're going to throw your headphones? You want to do that? We can say it's a violation. You can throw your headphones. I don't you know anything about that. Who? <laughs> Uh, anyway, Benjamin Molesky says that it's no the goalie's getting techie tonight. Yes, we're trying. To, I like this. I think this is good. This is how we'll do it. I think from now on, there's no lag. Okay, I think it's fine. Trevor Harris says negative Ghost Rider Russ. Uh, ben Molesky says Provy on the ice looking like Wolverine. That was a thing that came up on a bunch of Facebook groups. People were like, "Well, wait, is he wearing?" They thought he was trying the new prototype. I don't know if you saw this. There was the idea of the new NHL mask and how it was going to. I could probably put it up on the screen in a minute. Made by Bauer. Made by Bauer. Who, by the way. Who was making some PPE, right? Yes. During the pandemic. Early in the pandemic, they actually stopped production of their hockey supplies. And they converted it to doing all the face shields that you were seeing with a lot of these hospitals. So, you know, kudos to them. Lee Carasso over on Facebook. Maybe that's Lee C. Could that be Lee C who ah, left a five-star review yeah. and an updated five-star review? We're going to get to that first, a little later in the show. first time. Yeah, we'll get to that. Said Carter, Heis- Carter Hart was on the ice today. Uh, ben Molesky says... Oh, wait, wait. Before what? we get to Ben Molesky, I got something on Carter. So Carter Hart, interestingly enough, switched his agent. Ooh. Switched his agent. He's now with Bobby Orr's group. Okay. Um, And I, you know, he went from an, an agent who... I mean, it's, you know, a pretty good agent, you know, in the NHL and switched over to Bobby Orr's group is like one of the big ones, right? One of the big two or three in the NHL tells me, tells me that they want to get him a big payday when 
contract time comes. Oh no. Why do you switch why do you switch to the big oh, the big no. cheese agent, right? Oh no. It's a lot, so in other words, this is a lot like when players go and get Scott Boris as their agent in other good. sports, right? So, right? so that's what we're going to lose Carter Hart. All right. Let's no, they're start. not going to lose them. Did they they're not going to lose him. Eichel. Um, no, go ahead. They're not going to lose him, but I tell when when the time comes for contract negotiation with Carter Hart, assuming he stays on his track and on his path and he is that kind of franchise goalie, obviously the Flyers are going to want to pay him like one. Yeah. He's going to want to be paid like one a little bit more than probably the Flyers are going to want uh, to give him. And as we saw with restricted free agents this past summer, um, the Flyers were a little slow in getting that done. So just just something to think about. Not a major, major thing, but just something to think about. I think it's a good thing to bring up, though. It's something that definitely, I think, went over the heads of a lot of people. And I certainly, oddly enough, was not one of the people who uh, caught on to it. So, hey. Yeah. Kudos to you for getting that one, uh, well, fella. Thank you. You should be proud of yourself. That was pretty good. That was pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, let's see. We've got more, lots more. Ben Molesky, Matthews testing positive is the only thing that's been positive for the Leafs in the last 40 years. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though, Ben. The one thing about that is, and this is something that's it's kind of like a weird take to have, but if these guys are going to get COVID, now is the time you want them to get COVID? Yeah. Like, like you don't want it to happen during the playoff run. You want it to happen pre-training camp, training camp, like, you know, leading into games so that they're out, you know, if they have to miss time, they're missing it now. That way when the games matter, they can they're going to stay on the ice. They're not going to be at at risk of getting it, you know, when so it happens. I've heard that line of thinking, but there have been medical professionals who have, you know, kind of pushed the idea that you've got to be a, a little bit more um a little bit more cautious about buying into that because there still is no real data right. on, on well, reinfectivity. So, you know, no, it, there isn't, there isn't, but let's just put, let me just say it this way. And, and, and you know, no one wishes COVID on anybody, no. right? Nobody's wishing that, you know, on your, let's get all the players sick now. No, nobody's saying that. But um, the one thing that we have, even though the data is not really there, we also know that the, there's no data suggesting that it, you get it a second time, right? There's no overwhelming number of people who are contracting it a second time. Even those who were immunocompromised and survived, correct? So that's that's what's interesting to me. Like if you have underlying conditions and you were really sick and you went into the hospital and then you survived the treatment and you came back out, they had those same people who were susceptible to it initially and got really, really sick mm-hmm. were not seeing an an influx of those people getting it a second time so to me if you're a professional athlete making a you know who's who's you know in great the greatest shape of his life right Mm -hmm. and you happen to get this hopefully if you do it's very mild or you know you don't even have any symptoms at all but you have to sit out that two weeks it's very i think it's far more unlikely that you'll get it a second time within the span of the next month two months correct so that's why i look at it and say yeah it's a little takey it's not something that you really want to discuss and say, but Toronto will be better off come August 1st or whenever the playoffs are going to start that Austin Matthews has COVID now and not in August. So speaking of Toronto, since you brought it up, the uh, the word came out uh, over the past week that Canada is now okay conceptually with eliminating the 14-day quarantine. They're okay with the idea of a hub city 
being placed in Canada. Surprise! <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau came out and he said, Je suis la son fille. I'm just kidding. That <laughs> means I'm a pretty girl. Remember Muzzy? Of course you do. Yeah. Um, he came out and, and, you know, more or less said, as long as the NHL is okay with it and the local municipalities are okay with it and the medical professionals are okay with it, then it's fine. So obviously that means that the East is going to be housed in Toronto. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the only thing that makes sense. And today we're recording this on Monday for those who aren't watching live. It came out that Columbus is no longer in consideration as one of the hub cities. I believe seven cities in the East were under consideration. That takes one no, the way around seven in the West, three. Seven, in the East. Okay. My bad. So Columbus, so it, leaves, it, leaves Pitt, it leaves Pittsburgh and Toronto. Okay. And it's going to be Toronto because it's Pittsburgh going to be Toronto. Toronto. So, yeah. So Toronto is going to have one. And it seems like Vegas is setting up pretty well to be out yeah. West. Uh, notice that the NHL did not put all their eggs in the Florida basket. Wow. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Okay. That's all I had to say about that. All right. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> uh, ben Molesky did point out prior to you bringing it up that, uh, that heart had changed agents. Lee Carrasso says over on Facebook, 12 players on ice starting tomorrow per sports cast. See, the only thing that we're going to run into is we're a few weeks out from phase three. Obviously they've got to try to ramp it up. Uh, you probably are going to see more guys or more people around these teams, whether it's coaches, whether it's uh, personnel in these um, team facilities, testing positive for COVID because you're now going to be cross contaminating with people who weren't quarantining together. And obviously how seriously those people took the quarantine, the indoor, outdoor, wearing masks, not wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. It's, entirely likely that we're going to see more players or personnel testing positive. That doesn't mean that the whole thing's going to get derailed, but it's something they should probably get prepared for uh, over on Facebook. Nick Rotindo asks, what if both goalies get COVID who's next? So teams are allowed to carry extra goalies. I mean, Alex yes. Lyon has been in with the flyers already. Um, I would not be surprised, you know, because of that very reason, if a fourth goalie on the depth, chart i would guess it would be carolis domenko uh for i bring the domenko and sandstrom over yeah i mean you can you can carry unlimited goalies if i remember yeah, speaking correctly yeah. so it, i think if you play goalie in the flyers organization you better get ready yeah you, you probably have to stay prepared um and it's it's for the covid reason yeah so that's that's the answer to that nick uh danny brandon our friend over in scotland says it's hard to compare sports, but the resumption of football has uh, really been terrible means soccer, European so football, yes. football. I uh, see. I disagree with Danny. I really oh, do. That's one out of two, by the way. Yeah. So I, I do want to. And the second one is uh, hockey is more entertaining as a sport anyway, but got to hope the NHL is actually a good product. So I want to get back to this really quickly because okay. uh, I, I want to talk about arena and I want to talk about the, um, the overall atmosphere. And I'm going to throw out to you what's been done in four leagues in Europe with soccer. And I want to know what you think about any of these ideas. So, so rock with me on this one. A while uh -huh. back, we talked about the concept of maybe the way that these, these games are going to be broadcast. Maybe you'll see an alternate audio stream or an alternate TV stream. So like the theory here would be, um, and it doesn't exactly work with NBC, but I guess if you kind of parse it out to some of the other universal networks, that like NBC Sports might carry the game with just the rink audio and the announcers. And on regular NBC, maybe they'll pipe in some kind of crowd noise. So, for example, if you watch the German Bundesliga, 
uh, FS1 has been piping in this uh, populated crowd feed. Uh, I saw some of that with Arsenal. Well, hold on. That's different. That's the EPL. They did a totally different thing. So okay. the Bundesliga took uh, clips of audio reactions from the home and away fans, respectively, for each of these teams. So if the game was being played at Bayern, Mu- uh, Bayern München, at Bayern Munich, and they were playing Dortmund, uh, they would have the home reactions for Bayern and the away reactions for Dortmund. So it would kind of line up a good call for the home team, a, a good call for the away team, etc. Now, that was determined based on the TV provider. So Fox Sports in the U.S. was using the piped in crowd noise, whereas I believe it's Sky Sports in England were not using the uh, virtual crowd, the, the predetermined mix that was put out there. The Bundesliga gave them the option. They didn't take it. Uh, you go next level. La Liga in Spain not only was going with the piped-in noise, they were also going with the, what they were calling virtual crowds. So in the Bundesliga, you would see the tarps, like you would see in upper... With advertisements on it. Yeah, right? advertisements or the team name. Kind of like what you would see in a lot of like MLS games that are played in football stadiums. So think of like the New England Revolution playing in Gillette Stadium. They, they you know... Put stuff or like if you're at a Florida Panthers game in, in the upper level. Uh, so they put the banners and then they did this virtual crowd thing where, you know, if you zoom in on it, it looks terrible. But from a distance, when you're not really zoomed in on it, it's supposed to kind of give the color effect of people moving around. OK, fine. The EPL was kind of experimenting with the same idea of the uh, predetermined virtual sound. The difference is that at different cutaways, they had something kind of similar to what Roger Goodell had at the NFL draft, where you had 15 or 20 fans in like little Zoom windows, right? And that was showing their reaction in the moment. But it's still that predetermined audio. Serie A just came back. I watched uh, the AC Milan game today. They did not have the virtual crowd. They did not have the piped in audio. It was just the stadium audio and the announcers who are watching it on a monitor, probably stateside. So of all those things that I just mentioned to you, which things do you think the NHL should implement and which ones do you think they ultimately will implement? I don't think, well, there was one that you didn't even mention that I think they should implement. And that is just let the, let the game, the sound of the game play through. I did. If it, if that's a, no, 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 no. What oh, I mean by that, that announcers. Well, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with announcers, but I don't want the announcers talking over all that all the time. Like if your mic, if if there are mics, yeah, on the you know on the glass that pick up sound of the game, and it kind of gets you know we always hear it. The skates, you know, slushing through the ice and the puck bouncing off the wall. Like we hear it, but you know it it kind of gets lost sometimes behind the. Um, behind the broadcast and become behind the fan, the fan noise with there not being any fan noise pumped in, you're going to hear a lot more. And I don't want to hear the announcers talking over that because that's, that's the behind the curtain stuff that fans have been wanting to experience forever, forever. It's like the coolest thing. If you want, really want to get people to come in and watch your game who may be casual fans or maybe, you know, never really enjoyed hockey before, but now they're going to give it a chance because, you know, they're home 90% of the time. Even if we're in the green zone here in PA, people are still going to be home. If you really want to get people into the game, let them hear that. And, and look, I understand that there's a lot of coarse language that goes on on a hockey rink. So if it requires you to go on to a 10 or 15 second delay, 
we're all watching it at the same time. And most no of the media, fans... by the way, who would be ruining it on on social are probably not going to be there not either. Gonna it's gonna, there. It right. could potentially cost tens of thousands of dollars for any outlet that would want to send a reporter. So we're probably right. all going to be watching it the same way. You're we're right. We're all going to be doing it the same way. There's nobody who's going to have access to that you know, goal being scored 15 seconds before everybody else. It's just not yep. happening. Okay. So unless it's a team employee that puts it out or the team Twitter account that puts it out, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you if if the league tells the team the teams don't put it out until it happens on TV, then you're okay. That to me would be great. You hear them talking on the ice, you hear the conversation with the referee, you hear the coach on the bench. Like things like that. Fans want to hear that. Yeah. Nowhere have I heard anyone wanting to do it. And I know it's because they risk, oh, you're gonna have the bad language. It doesn't matter. Well, I think it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it Just let more, it go. I think it came up more with the NBA because you think of trash talking so much more. And I don't think a lot of fans think of chirping as much on the ice as much as they do the trash talk that, that players are notorious for in the NBA. Um, I do think that the delay is probably the way to get around it. They're going to have to have separate setups, which I think for most sports, I think the idea has been that the announcers also aren't going to be in the arena. So you right. could theoretically run a secondary audio feed where you'd only be muting the, uh, the game action instead of the announcers as well versus Correct. like, let's go a, a little bit off the, the path here. Pro wrestling. If a guy drops an F bomb, like happened on AEW dynamite last week, they're all on the same feed because they're all in close proximity to the ring and you can hear it. So everybody's audio gets cut out. What you're saying, though, 15, 20 second delay, you're right, doesn't affect anything. We're all going to be hearing it at the same time. So th it's not a bad idea. Uh, we have a bunch of comments coming in on this. So let's roll with these. And then we'll go back to some of the earlier ones. Um, 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 um. Uh, Danny Brandian said it can't speak for Germany, but the players almost look disinterested and the product suffers. So it is it is worth pointing out that all of the audio options that I mentioned are not being piped into the stadium themselves. So while, you know, you could be watching Red Bull Leipzig play a game uh, and it's a raucous crowd that you're listening to on FS2, they're not hearing it in the stadium. It's just like a pickup game. And that in of itself, I think, presents a real issue for any kind of of league that would want to use crowd noise is, you know, it's one thing if you're trying to pipe in some kind of noise at like say Novacare for the Eagles. Right. But when you're trying to pipe in that noise into an empty stadium and, or in this case, an empty arena where the sound's just going to reverberate off of all these hard surfaces and all these empty chairs, uh, it's not going to sound good on TV. There's practically no way that I know of that. You're going to be able to dampen that sound and not only get it across and access the uh, the mics that you'd have set up around the players or, or the ice or whatever, it would be an either or. It'd either be you get stuck with the raw feed of the audio that you're trying to pipe in, or you get the mics with all the weird echoey reverberating audio. There's no way to to bridge that gap that I'm aware of. If the leagues have figured out a way, great. You know, I think though, what Danny's kind of pointing at here, even though what you just said was, you know, you're not wrong, but um, yes, there it is. You're not, you're wrong. not wrong. It's gonna be a shirt. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Danny, what Danny's saying though, it's it's weird for the players because they're used to playing in front of, you know, immense crowds, and now all of a sudden they're playing at the highest level in front of nobody. Mm -hmm. So it's taking them back, probably to the days when you know they had to rely a lot more on their own 
ability to to generate competitive juice and competitive energy that isn't fueled by people yelling and screaming and everything else and the noise around them. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time. So I'm not surprised when he says the product suffers. I think that the product may suffer a little little bit early on. um, But I think once they get used to playing this way, and that's what that's the difference with soccer. And the one thing that's going to be interesting with hockey is the hockey's jumping right into the playoffs, right? There's yeah. no there's no regular season. At least with the soccer, they're playing regular season games. Yeah. And so eventually, by the time they get to the, when the games really really matter at the end, they'll be used to it. Who's they? The players of soccer. There's yes. No playoffs. No playoffs. The only thing that might happen is Champions League. They just finished their season. So well, that's yeah, Champions yeah. League. So okay. yeah, uh, assuming that ends up going off. French League decided to cancel play months ago, which I'm sure was, you know, would have been thrilling to you. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get back. Viva to la France. The, yeah, let's get back to some of the questions from earlier, the comments from earlier. Uh, I, li- I did like this one. Uh, Brian John checks in on Facebook and uh, says, you guys are awesome. Thanks for doing this. Of course, uh, says if the hub you, you city- decided not to put that up for us to see. Oh, sorry. There it is. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing this. If the hub city is Toronto, it will be. Uh, will they also use the Marley's arena uh, in order to get the games in on a given day? That's a great question. Um, I think that the reason why Toronto obviously makes the most sense for for of any city in, in North America is because they have the facilities to house all these teams. And I'm not just talking about arenas to play in, play games in. I'm talking about arenas, uh, practice facilities, um, that that teams can, I guarantee you, each team will have their own facility. They won't have to really share a facility with somebody um, in Toronto because of the expanse of the city and, and, and how big hockey is there. So I do think that it's, there's a possibility that they can use the Marley's Arena because, again, it's empty. It doesn't matter, right? It's good ice. It's professional ice. It's well-maintained, well-taken care of. Um and it's in a, and it's in a city that knows how to handle that. So I would not be surprised if the Marley's Arena is used uh, as a place to play some of the games. It would be interesting. Like I, I think that as long as you can guarantee that the quality of the rink is the same, then it's okay. Like I don't think that the the quality of the locker rooms really matters. I mean, some players might get up in arms about it, but like as long as you can guarantee the quality of the ice, the boards, everything is is virtually the same, then it's fine. It has to be. Well, I will say this. That arena for the Marlies is not old. It's relatively new. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a nice arena. It really is. And it, I, I don't think the players would complain too much about I mean, Because when you think about it, I mean, look at the difference between, you know, and, and this is just Wells Fargo, which is an old building nowadays. Um, but the difference between the Flyers locker room and their facility and what the visiting team has, it's night and day. Yeah, it's night and day. So no, no matter what, even at, um, you know, even in, in the Maple Leafs building, which I think is now called, uh, it's changed names. It used to be Air Canada Center. It's now, um, oh, it used to, it's now named Scotia Bank Place is what it is now. I just tried to um, erase it from my head after a Kawhi's shot. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, Scotia. And Bank. there it is. It's bouncing. Yeah. It's bouncing, yeah. bouncing. Uh, yeah, um, but even there, like Toronto's, the Maple Leafs, uh, locker room. It's beautiful. I mean, it is it is really really nice, and the visiting team locker room is just a, just a locker room, right? It's nothing yeah. special to it at all. So whoever's playing there 
one team's going to have it nice and the other team's going to it's going to suck right yeah. um and i bet that's going to be you know who depending on who's the visiting team who's the home team and that's where you're going to be so it wouldn't be any different for the marlies i would say if you use that if they do use that arena it would not be any different there okay i like it Let's get back to some of the questions, comments, and concerns. Oh, I like this one. This one's good. So Chris Freed says, uh, if the NHL does not return this summer, stop. Uh, could you fellas do a celebrity deathmatch tournament involving the most despised opposing players in Flyers history? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I need somebody who can do claymation. Uh, I think it's a great idea. There we go. Well, we'll get... Uh, we'll. <laughs> I love that idea. I think it's great. Yeah, no. It's, we it's could a great do, idea. you know, in honor of the quasi failed idea that the NHL had of doing the bracket challenge, we could do our own uh, most despised opposing players and flyers history bracket. We could have people vote on it. It'd be a lot of fun. Do you think Craig's got any claymation ability? I don't know if he's got claymation ability. He could definitely do a bracket graph it though. So uh, if he's watching, Craig, <laughs> you're on it, fella. All right, let's keep going. Um, Lee Carrasso says, concerned about the roster size of 28 players given the chance of multiple players being out. I think what will happen there, Lee, is I think that, you know, you have to set it somewhere. I mean, you can't just have it be 50 guys, you know, because what it, A, it's too many players who are got to get on the ice. Um, it, you know, you run the risk of spreading COVID even more. The more players, the more the op- chance of a risk, right? Yep. But I do think that what the league will do, if all of a sudden there's an outbreak, let's say, and you know, four or five guys get it, I think what the league will do is say, okay, call in replacements. You know, we'll get them tested, we'll bring them, we'll fly them in, whatever. I just think that the 28 is the limit that it's going to be. Um, and, and, and as long as you can stay at uh, right around that 28, that's it. But then if you, but if you do lose out on players and need to replace players, I think they will give you the opportunity to bring other players in, uh, from your organization. Uh, Bill Gordon over on the Facebook says, Russ, I think, hey, I think your wife has, I think you have the best wife in the world. She cooks you yummy food from scratch. It's true. Pop it it's up. True. I've been, uh, I've been bringing this up on Twitter lately. So the other day uh, I took my sons out to the, uh, a lovely orchard very close by. We went picking some cherries and um, we're trying to figure out what to do with them. And then my wife's like, I don't know. The next day we all wake up, we go downstairs and she is hard at work making uh, black forest waffles with the cherries in. She's the best. That is awesome. She's the best. Uh, Chris Naffy says, uh, not sure if it was addressed in a previous episode, but thoughts on the alleged uh, proposed trade pre-04-05 lockout that would have sent Ronick and Amonti to Chicago for Duncan Keith. I want to hold off on that one, Anthony. We're going to pocket. We should pocket that one. Oh, I know. Okay. I know we should pocket that. that one. Yes. You'll see. We'll get there. Chris, hang, hang in there. We'll, we'll, we'll hang in there another week or so, and we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. One. We'll make sure D, DM that to one of us. And we'll we'll make sure it gets answered. Uh, he also says, can Anthony please elaborate on a comment he made weeks ago that not everyone in the Flyers Flyers organization wanted to draft Nolan Patrick? What players were legitimately considered at number two and how close did Hextall come uh, at drafting someone else? I don't know. That could be its own show. Well, it can be. But I, I mean, just <clears throat> just so um, just so I can you know answer the question, because I don't want to. I don't want to leave it lingering out for too long. Um, there was some legitimate conversation within 
uh, the Flyers um, organization as to who they should take at that number two pick. Um, it was, I mean, look, Nolan Patrick was widely thought of, widely thought of around the league as either the number one or number two player in the draft. But there were people within the Flyers organization who wanted to go with either Miro Heiskanen or uh, uh, Kale McCarr, um, who ended up going three and four. I know some people thought, oh, well, well it was Elias Pettersson one who went to Vancouver at five. The Flyers liked Pedersen. They did, but they didn't like him better than any of those three guys just for the, you know, um, and, you know, the reason Hextall went with Patrick is because he felt that they had built up enough equity on the blue line in the in the in the prospect pool uh, coming up that they needed a forward. And, and in that spot, and how can you pass up on a guy that a lot of people had number one on their board um, ahead of Heeshear, who went to New Jersey number one? So, but there were—I can guarantee you—there were scouts um, who cover who work for the team who really, really pushed hard for either uh, of the defensemen to go instead of Nolan Patrick. And ultimately, Hextall went, you know, went with the, the decision that we needed. Uh, we needed this. So, um, anyway, uh, there you played, go. Has Nolan Patrick played this season? Not yet. I think well, he's going to play. He's not. He's not going to play. I'm going to be right. I would cry. I could be right. I had it first. I told you people in the fall he, he wasn't going to play this year. And by the way, if he does come back and play in August, that doesn't count. Because I nobody hope, you, know what, you know what I hope happens, Russ. Gonna happen. so you know what I hope I'm happens, gonna just, Russ. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say it again. I said it back in the fall. Kid's not going to play. And all these people were like, you're just a hater. You just don't like Nolan Patrick. False. You know what I hope what happens? Right. What? I hope the he, comes f- back. he scores the Stanley Cup winning goal. That'd be great. I do too. And then he will put, uh, and then not only that, I want, I, we'll talk to him leading up to it yeah. and have him point directly to the camera. And, you know, say something like, you know, screw you, Russ, you know, right into the camera. That's fine. And you know who would assist him on the goal? Shane Goss despair. Okay, great. (laughs) Great. Exceptional. Fantastic. Looking forward to that one. I don't know which multiverse we're in, but I'm not thinking it's this one. Okay. So, uh, uh, Bagley A over on uh, Twitter says, what's up, boys? And then says the Flyers are a dangerous team come playoffs. Asks, how long do we think it'll take for the Flyers to get back into form? So I, I, I think they are a dangerous team um, in the, in the sense that uh, you know they're one, they're certainly one of the better teams playing the better team game uh, going in. Now, as I had said at the beginning of the show, though, I, I don't think that there's many advantages other than talent, right? So if you're a more talented team, that's your advantage. But as we know in the NHL playoffs. The, the most talented teams don't always win. As a matter of fact, the most talented team can get swept by the number eight seed like Tampa did against Columbus, right? I mean, those things happen. And those, those things happen in a normal year where you're rolling through an 82-game regular season right into the playoffs and Tampa thinks that they're going to go all the way and boom, they run into a buzzsaw. Yeah. So that stuff happens in, in, the, in the most normal of situations. This is the most abnormal of situations 
nobody's played since March. And then on top of that, you have teams that are lower down in the seating who are going to be much better off now that they're, they got some guys back. They got some health. I keep pointing to I'm looking in the East. I keep pointing to Columbus. I keep looking at the Rangers because, you know, they Wait, had some uh, injuries right before the. From now on, we are officially referring to the Blue Jackets as the Flavortown Blue Jackets. I don't care what happens from now on. They forever will be the Flavortown Blue Jackets. Continue. Yes. So the Flavortown Blue Jackets. <laughs> um, they, uh, they, I think they're a team. I think the Rangers are a team that could be better. I think Carolina is going to be in a better spot. Um, you know, even my look, Montreal doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. But they get a couple guys back. They get a couple of you know injured players back, and they they have the best veteran goalie in the East, arguably, right? And so if you have Carey Price getting hot in a short series against Pittsburgh, and the Canadians are playing well again, everybody's on a level playing playing field. So with that all said, yeah, I think the Flyers can make a long run, but I could just as easily see the Flyers getting bounced unceremoniously because of the whole craziness of how this is going to play out this comes back to the idea that you said earlier in the show about you know if you're if you're a betting person you go over and use promo code crossing broad oh uh, one word over on DraftKings sportsbook you know any team that might be seen as an outlier or a or a you know massive underdog it it could totally be worth it to throw a few bucks down because you never know and this Mm -hmm. listen if a few favorites get knocked out like say the Bruins somehow go down the Bruins and the caps and the lightning all go down. All of a sudden the whole thing is, is flipped on its head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just never know. So this is going to be, this is going to be March madness on ice is what this is going to be. Yes. There's, there's going to be upsets. This is the problem though with, with the players wanting the reseeding versus the, uh, the NHL's proposed bracket style where we would have been able to, kind of latch on and take a lot of that fervor that came from the bracket challenge. Now, granted the NHL does their own, they, they consider it to be a bracket challenge, right? They do that every year. It's on available on their site every, uh, every postseason. but you know, obviously things kind of get shuffled, but it is a shame because it would have been a lot of fun to, yeah, you know, I mean, remember the, the 2010, 2010 after the first round, who were the four teams left in the East four, six, seven, and eight. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's following a normal season. It happens in hockey more than any other sport. Yep. And this is going to be just, it's going to be crazy. I, I can really see two teams. You're like, who, how did they get to the Stanley cup final playing in the Stanley cup final? That'd be nice. Maybe as long as one of them's the uh, Philadelphia flyers, then we're good. Could be. We'd be Could happy. Be. Um, by the way, you know what makes me happy? Grilling. And you know what makes me happier when I'm grilling? A nice full propane tank. And let me tell you, our fine friends over at Cinch, C-Y-N-C-H, Cinch by Amerigas, they're fantastic because they don't make you take your nasty, old, disgusting, grimy propane tank that might be half full, might be a quarter full, might be totally empty. Maybe you haven't touched it in a few years. Maybe it's been in the back of your shed or your garage. Or you have that spare tank that you always meant to go take to the convenience store and get it filled up. Don't worry about it. Nay, nay. Go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, and schedule a delivery, a propane delivery. You take your old tank, you put it out there on the front step, on, on your driveway, wherever, and Cinch will come, they'll take it away, they'll p- replace it with a new propane tank full of that beautiful propane that you can use to fill up and light up your grill. And here's the best part. 
with our promo code. It's lit five. That's I T S L I T the number five. You can get this. If you're a first time user for just $10, get your propane tank exchanged $10. They'll come take away your old propane tank. They'll bring one that's full. They'll take the old one away. $10. You can pay a $3 upcharge and they'll deliver it to the side of your house or to your backyard. So if as part of the contactless, uh, you know, delivery, if you'd prefer them to bring it all the way back to where your grill is, maybe you're not, you know, physically capable or, or willing to carry that propane tank from the front. They will uh, take it around to the back for, I believe it's just two ninety five dollars or $3. Uh, but again, cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, promo code, it's lit five, no apostrophe, it's lit five, $10 for your first propane exchange. And by the way, if you don't have a propane tank, say Father's Day that just happened, you don't have a propane tank, don't worry, Cinch will deliver a propane tank to you. Use that promo code ITSLIT5 and they will uh, deliver it. It is a little bit more expensive. It's $49.95, but it's either that or you go to the convenience store and pick it up and have to, you know, run the risk of a uh, propane tank doing something it's not supposed to in your trunk or in your back seat. Why bother? Cinch.com, ITSLIT5 is the promo code. Use it today. All right, Anthony, a few more questions, comments, and concerns have popped up as we've gone through this. Uh, Bill Gordon over on uh, Facebook says, will the NHL allow the two teams who make it to the Stanley Cup to play home games? Conflicting um, info. Maybe. Maybe yeah. is the answer to that. I mean, I, I I don't think that there's a yes or no response that anyone can give you at this point. Um, you're talking about October, mm-hmm. uh, probably the last couple weeks of October. Um, and so th- with that said, who knows where we're at then? Um, I'm kind of of the mindset that no, it's going to happen in the hub cities. Um, they'll probably pick one, whichever one is better suited at that point, whether it's Toronto or Vegas. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening now. Let's say the NFL happens Mm -hmm. and they're able to have some fans in the stands and you know, the good thing is NFL will start in September with that. And if by mid-October we're not seeing spikes in COVID and fans are able to still go, even if it's not 100% capacity, even if it's only 50% capacity, then I could see the NHL saying, you know what, let's let some fans in for the Stanley Cup and do it. Um, I could see that happening, but I'm not confidently saying that um, at this point. I, I think that, you know, could we get 5,000 people in into a, an arena for a Stanley Cup final? Sure. But could we also do it with zero? Could we also not have a Stanley Cup final? Yeah, I mean, all these things exist, right? All of these possibilities exist. Yeah. So um, would they like to let those teams play at home? They would like to. I, I truly believe that. But I also think that they're being honest and realistic about it. I agree. All right, let's go to the next one. I think it's our last uh, comment that we have, uh, at least at this moment. Brian John over on Facebook says, maybe it's the hockey nerd in me, but is there any correlation in the Flyers' success this year to the fact that they have uh, they they have more than just one right-handed defenseman in the lineup? The balance is key. I'll always remember the 2012 Devils uh, commented how easy it was to force turnovers on the Flyers' blue line because they were all lefties. Anthony? Um. 
I think that there's there is a little bit of something to that. Um, but keep in mind that the defensive pairings shifted a lot, Brian, during the course of the year. Um, you know, yeah, they eventually settled in with Niskin and Provorov. Remember, they started together, and then Vino took them took them apart and mm-hmm. and played it differently. I mean, there, for a little while there, you had Gostasbear playing with Provorov. Um, so it was a little, you know, and and then you had a couple injuries. Um, so there wasn't a lot of real real continuity until later. Uh, in the season, and when they re-put those guys back together again. But even then, you started to see injuries. I mean, Justin Braun got hurt, right? Um, so he missed some time, and then Gostas Bear was not playing well. He was hurt and then not playing well, and then he was hurt again, and then he came back and was just healthy scratch, and and Robert Haig kind of took his spot in the lineup. So there was still a lot of moving pieces around that blue line, Um so, but I do think that there there is something to be said for, for having three lefties, three righties, if you can, in your lineup. It does make it easier uh, for for a guy to play on his the right side, the side that he you know carries the puck on. It, it plays it plays better that way. Um, do I do I think that they would struggle if they suddenly had to go two lefties together, you know, on uh, at the same time, and somebody's playing on his offside? No, I don't think that they would necessarily struggle. I think that the system that the Flyers have successfully implemented requires a lot of work by the forwards to help the defensemen. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that that's more of it than than the fact that it's a left right balance. But it certainly doesn't hurt to have it that way. Okay, I like the balance. I think the balance is a good thing. Uh, it's not wrong. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah it, there it's, it is. He's not wrong. All right, you're not wrong. No. Good. Well, you know what? I think this worked. I think this was fine. We got a, a couple of uh, comments, you know, not only from the the fine people watching uh, all over the world. By the way, still trending in seven different countries. It's fine. No big deal. No big deal. Stay the goalie. Only Flyers podcast. You know, it's great. Uh, Bill Gordon, by the way, says, uh, have you two discussed making snow the goalie hats yet? Yes, Bill Gordon. Yes, we have. We're in the process. Uh, I brought this up on last week's show. There are two different outlets that we can use potentially to do apparel. Um, I have somebody working on a few different designs for us, including some of our catchphrases. Uh, the only issue that we've run into is that a lot of the online stores that we would typically use have stopped taking new designs because they've been trying to work on, I think, specifically running a lot of masks uh, because of COVID. So in theory, maybe at some point we could even have COVID masks. Wouldn't that be fun? Anthony could be all excited. He could be walking around and just, you know, he wouldn't wear it, but he would have it. He would have it on him. And I will wear it if, where it's would, required. There you go. So he'll wear his snow, the goalie mask into the uh, grocery store. And somebody would be like, man, oh, my God, is that Anthony? And then they walk up and they're like, hey, and Anthony's like, oh, my fans. And they're like, can you tell Russ that we think he's just hilarious? And they would be great. OK, uh, so there's that. By the way, we have to get to this, Anthony. We've got some new five-star reviews over on Apple podcasts. And of course, wow. you know, we always say that we like to read every single one of them on the show because it's the right thing to do. If people take the time out of their days, their lives, the days of their lives to uh, leave a five-star review, we're going to read it. Now I will say that one of them, I do believe is an update. Now I haven't it looked is. at it in Apple podcasts. I'm no, pretty I did. sure it's an update. It's an, it's it's an update. Said, as soon as you said it, I went and looked and it was yeah. an absolutely an update. Yeah. And so listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. Okay. We're going to allow this because Lisey also checked in during the show tonight. So we're going to allow this. 
Uh, it is not something that we would typically allow. Wait a second. Uh, it's the first one we've ever had that was an update. No, well, I could tell you that it, it happened once before on Crossing Broadcast. Somebody, but not not their, on Snow the Goalie. Not on Snow the Goalie. Yeah. Uh, I will say that this is fine. But Lee, see what I would like you to do is, uh, you know, maybe find a, another Apple device with a different Apple account. Feel free to leave a second review over there. But uh, here's here's the one. So Lee was the one who did the Chris Pronger uh, interview, five star. Updated to the five star review for the Patrick Sharp interview. The Patrick Sharp interview was good. The trade to Chicago was bad for the Flyers, but Patrick explained very well his reasoning for the trade. I still do not believe Kane scored in game six, but that is old history. I have a bigger issue with the 1980 New York Islanders series than the 2010 Stanley Cup Chicago series. Great job, guys. Continued success with your podcast. Thanks again, Lee. It's very nice. That's very nice. And then here's uh, a new one from uh, Jay Kurtz, 27, five stars keeps getting better and better i've been listening to this podcast for over a year and a half and have yet to be disappointed every episode is fun engaging and informative as well as something i can look forward to the show has always been great but it's gotten even better since the quarantine episodes began seriously i have no idea how you've been able to get such amazing guests over the past few months the chris pronger dave poolin and peter luco interviews are must listens for any flyers fan Keep up the great work, Anthony and Russ. Let's go, Flyers. Thanks, Jake Hurts. That's awesome. How about that? That's awesome. Yeah. That? Well, no, we got some good stuff. That's what we're here for. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah, we're not bad. We're now, listen, like we mentioned off the top of the show, for those who might be tuning in live or those who are listening uh, the day after, of course, we decided to do this show live on a Monday at 8 p.m. because we uh, have a few irons in the fire. We don't know. We might end up interviewing somebody tomorrow. Maybe we release that episode this week. It all depends. But what I will tell you is that uh, Anthony is working very hard to get some guests for Snow the Goalie. We have at least two verbal commitments uh, and we shall see if uh, we get those people on. Of course, Mike Keenan's going to be on next week and the week after and the week after. This is our new thing. Uh, uh, joining us next week, Mike <laughs> Keenan. That's going to be the new sign off. So let me just explain this to a few people who still get upset that we call this the only Flyers podcast because it is. Um, that will be a new running thing. So don't get upset when Mike Keenan isn't on the next week's show. Okay, I've explained it. <laughs> I don't need another three-star review telling us that one of our taglines is inaccurate. Okay. So, uh, listen, we brought this up last week, but Instagram, we're now on Instagram, at SnowTheGoalie. We're going to be putting exclusive clips there. I'm going to be posting the clips there, even before they hit Twitter. And who do we have to thank for that? Who do we have to thank for us being on Instagram now? Uh, I don't know who. I started the account. What? Yes, but but who suggested it? Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger. That's right. You're right. Chris Pronger said that he's not on Twitter because it's a cesspool, which we all agreed to. Uh, But he did say that he's on Instagram and to tag him there. So Chris Pronger, this is for you. He's on Instagram at the, I I think it's the Chris Pronger or the real Chris Pronger. I think it's the Chris Pronger. The the Chris Pronger. Yeah. Um, He hasn't, you know, shared the, uh, the show or the clip. So we're gonna have to get on him for that, but that's okay. I'll send him a text. Maybe he will. Yeah, text them. Text prongs, you know? We had a good time. Had a good time with him. Anyway, yeah. uh, over on Instagram, at SnowTheGoalie. Of course, you can find Anthony there, too, at Philly. You can find me, at JoyOnBroad. You can find us over on Instagram. Uh, people were clamoring for it, so we're there. 
Okay, it's on the screen now. You can see it. Of course, you can follow us over on Facebook, facebook.com or fb.com slash snow the goalie. And of course, you can also find us on Twitter at snow the goalie, at Ant San Philly, at Joy on Broad. And uh, you can find this show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, also iHeartRadio, if you're into that. Uh, we're there. We're we're on pretty much, I believe, every podcast app. I think we're on um, Pocket Casts and Cast FM and Top Podcast. We're we're everywhere. Okay. Now you will see. By the way, you'll see two different uh, Snow the Goalies. They have the same logo. One is the Crossing Broad theme. That's the one that you know we we get to promote first. That's the one uh, where the shows drop first. I've gotten behind on the Hockey Podcast Network ones, and I'm sure they're watching. We're going to send you the audio. Don't worry. Uh, but the crossing broad feed is where you get the audio first. Yeah, Ross, and you then, know what? They retweet everything they do. we do. They do. Everything we do and they say, do. they constantly, even tonight, they when do. I was ripping you for having technology, uh-huh. t- testing out technology at 801, uh-huh. they retweeted that. They did. So get, get those guys the stuff. Would you do okay. it? Would you get I'm the gonna, stuff over to them? I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them the stuff. I'm going to get them the stuff. I'm going to get them the stuff. Okay, get, get, off my, get off my case, okay? So <laughs> uh, I think that's it. So. Uh, we will be back with a new episode probably next week. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a bonus episode out this week, depending on if and when we get uh, a guest ready and lined up. We might actually just start recording a bunch of them and have them in the hopper, and we'll record the the front and back end if there's any update with the NHL. Maybe we'll go to two episodes a week. Who knows? Listen, things are starting to turn around. The state's getting ready to go green on Friday. Maybe Snow the Goalie goes to twice a week, because what could fill your heart with more joy than listening to the two of us talk hockey twice a week. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, for Anthony on Twitter, at Philly, I'm Russ, at Joy on Broad. Thanks again for listening, or maybe even watching Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Next week's guest, Mike Keenan. Oh, yes! 